Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. We are back on Happy Monday, and we are kicking off a brand new series called Pretty Little Liars. And I'm super excited for this series because it is going to be super real and raw and genuine from the girls who are speaking. And we're just going to kind of chat about the different lies that we believe maybe it was like high school, college, or just now that we believe that keep us from our purpose and just little lies that we believe for so long that kind of held us back. So today's speaker, her name is Grace Allen, and I'm super excited to have her speak today. So hi, Grace. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about who you are um, and kind of what you do, and then we'll jump right in. All right. Awesome. Um, I currently am living in San Diego. I work uh, for for a ministry full time. It's called Turning Point. Um, it's not a ministry that I I don't encounter many people close to my age who really know about it, unless their parents told them about it. Um, yeah. But it's. Uh, it's centered around the pastor, David Jeremiah. Um, he has a big church here in San Diego called Shadow Mountain, where I also attend, but um, I actually have not sat in main services. So because the church is so big, there's ministries and classes that happen on Sundays as well. So um, in addition to working for the ministry full time, uh, that's really close to where I live. Um, I work in the creative department as my official position is called digital content creator. Um, mm-hmm. I work I work closely with uh, the director of communications and marketing, um, and I help oversee the process of reviewing the emails that we send out to our supporters, our donors, um, mm-hmm. and just basic communications, as well as um, the direct mail pieces, which are basically our fundraising. Uh, letters so you're busy out. you're busy you do so much so it's so yeah. awesome I I do sometimes it's it's odd because sometimes it comes and goes in waves like yeah last week was the first week that I felt like I had a breather after I think three or four weeks of just like non-stop yeah. like I was having a really hard time keeping up but um I do a lot of little odds and ends as well for the communications and marketing teams. And then in my spare time at Shadow, I actually volunteer with the high school ministry. I lead a small group of girls. Um, this past year, I had uh, two seniors who graduated uh, and the rest were juniors. And there were seven of them. And um, this it was my second full year uh, leading them. So it was just really rewarding to be able to see those relationships that were cultivated the first year really like grow and flourish even through quarantine and having to adapt to zoom and all that good stuff. And then um, the other thing that I like to do in my spare time is I decided to focus in on what I'm most passionate about, which is relationships. And Mm -hmm. I created a brand, um, a content brand called Living a Relational Life. And I also do a podcast. I'm currently taking a break because I wanted to recalibrate my content. So awesome. But yeah. I really just wanted to dedicate as much time as I could to promoting the ability to confront difficult relationships and create yeah. healthy relationships and what that looks like, especially as a woman and especially as a Christian in this world, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Christians are any better at relationships as non-Christians. I think, and I totally, and all, I think it's, if anything, it's harder too. I was about to like, say, I think we all just suck at it really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's I, so true. 
so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like you I, have, I think that's such a good outlet too, especially for you to have a heart and passion for that because it's yeah. such an it's so needed in this generation now. And it actually really now that you said that, I was having um dinner with someone um a couple hours ago and we were talking about like how it is in this generation. Like people just don't date anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's so it's so like in the moment what you need right now and then you get in this argument or you don't agree with someone then boom you're out like no one grows together yeah so I think it's so cool that you have a heart for that because it's such a need in this generation especially where we're going it's just no one -hmm. no one knows how to have a healthy relationship because the truth is like everybody's wounded and everybody's hurt but it's such a need that we know that God intended us to have relationships and to date you know so that's really cool what you do and that's exactly what I said in the first like official episode that I released a couple of months ago, where it's, I really truly believe that God wants us to have healthy relationships. But in my experience, part of that is having the ability and the safe place to be able to ask like dis- difficult questions. Like if yeah. I'm in a really unhealthy relationship, am I supposed to stay? Is that what God would want for me? That type yeah. of thing. So yeah. I think that it's, it's a powerful thing to be able to examine those things. And I realized that for a lot of people, there aren't concrete answers for relationships, but I want to at least instill the courage to ask questions. Yeah. So I, I'm dedicating as much time as I can to that, and I hope to someday make living a relational life my full-time career. That's so awesome. So, so you're in San Diego, which is locally by me. And so mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And so you have a heart for building this brand, which that's so awesome. Cause I went and stalked your Instagram. So it's cool what you do <laughs> um, Thank you. before all this, like came about like having a brand and a podcast and just a heart mm-hmm. for relationships and, and, and you're in student ministry, which that is like my favorite ministry to be in. I learned so much in those seasons before yeah. all this got planted. Obviously there was roots, you know, from middle school or high school, you know, as you're walking through different seasons of God forming into who he has called you to be, um, going with this topic, like pretty little liars, what are, before, you know, all these things started blooming in your life where you are now, Mm -hmm. if you could go back in high school, what are some lies that you believed for so long that like, cause I I know for me, like, I know to hold me back from things now that I'm more mature and older, I can recognize things. But if I were to Mm -hmm. go back in high school there's so many things that I look back on. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if you would have known or if you would have confronted it. So what are some things for you, you know, going back some lies that you believe for a long time that really like stunned you. And if you could go back, what would you tell yourself? You know? Right. So my experience, I was, um, I don't want to say that I was sheltered, but I didn't have the traditional high school or really school experiences, everybody else. Experience. I was, okay. I was homeschooled up until college. So my, okay. I felt like it, I feel like in a lot of ways, my growth really didn't start happening until I was in college, college. which was about right. the age of 19. Okay. And I, like, I grew up in the church. I was a homebody all my life. Um, I was really close at this time in my life when I was 18, 19, I was really close to my older sister and, mm-hmm. I wanted to be exactly like her. And that really influenced the way that I allowed myself to grow, not in an unhealthy way. It was just kind of like my sister was the one who always had her craft together and I wanted to be exactly yeah. like her. Um, okay. And then when I got to college, it was kind of me removed from 
the safety of home and my family for the first time. Even though I was going to a a Christian university, I still, I was away from the comforts of home for the first time in my life. And that's where God really started to, I always called it an incubator. Like it was a lot of growth that was happening, but it wasn't coming from really any large amount of adversity. But I think that it it Mm -hmm. laid a good foundation for what would come after college. And what came after college was um, a really difficult relationship. And sometimes I still am scared. And this is, I think, one of the reasons why relationships matter so much to me. Sometimes I'm still scared to talk about um, the abuse that it brought into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was abusive, emotionally abusive. And um, Mm -hmm. it convinced me of this lie. And I can't, I can't really recall if it's a lie that I always believed about myself, but it's Mm -hmm. certainly something that came up over and over and over again in that relationship and in another relationship that's happened since then. And it's the lie of grace. You're too much. You're, Mm -hmm. you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. You're too nice. You're too, all of these things. And Mm -hmm. being in that relationship with that person really convinced me that there was nothing good about me. And I had really put in work to prior to this to figure out who I was. And I really Mm -hmm. started noticing when I was in that incubator of growth at college that Mm -hmm. I was really good at storytelling and I was really good at talking to people and I was really good at knowing who I was in Christ and I saw how confident I was and I saw how sure I was and I saw how determined I was and like all those things were such awesome things that I had never really noticed about myself before and then being in this relationship was like I don't I don't like those things about myself anymore because those things are what incited challenge from this person and what incited hurtful words that in some ways I'm still trying to work through and that lie has was perpetuated in another relationship where it's the the party line was you're far too emotional for me and I can't be in a relationship with you so it Mm -hmm. it convinced me that my emotions because I do kind of wade into the deep end in the emotional realm um, because Mm -hmm. I just am very sensitive and I'm very in touch with my emotions and I'm not afraid of my emotions and I think that's something that a Mm -hmm. lot of people are intimidated by. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong right yeah and I was about to say there's nothing wrong with that too because listening to you I'm like so opposite like I have to teach myself (laughs) how to show feelings or be emotional but it's also the the abuse and the training I grew up Mm -hmm. in so it's like everybody has their love language everybody has their different traits of how they react to things it doesn't mean it's wrong but I but like the relationships we get in we don't even realize all these flags or things that are so unhealthy for us when we're in the middle of it it's when we step out we're like oh wait like that is not exactly Mm -hmm. you know who we're supposed to be with because that person wasn't designed to love us the way God created us right and being in these relationships where I was always told like, you know, you're too much of this, you're too much of that. It kind of convinced me that yeah, it wasn't my place to ever ask for help. It wasn't my place to ever. Um, I've learned over the years that I'm a quite intuitive person. Like I, I all I can, mm-hmm. all I have to do is look at somebody and for some reason I can pick up on how they feel. 
And a lot of people I'll just be like, Hey, are you okay? And they can answer however they want to, but I usually go, but you see it on their yeah, face. I usually yeah. go based off of some type of intuition, like maybe just a check in with this person and maybe they'll feel a little bit more seen or whatever it may be. And yeah, being told that I was too much convinced me that I should just stay quiet and let people mm-hmm. live their lives. Like even because I think being intuitive can be a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it convinced me that that was just overstepping my boundaries and I should just let people do whatever they want to do and not care about the way that they're affecting me or affecting others or anything. So mm-hmm. the lie of just being too much just kind of stripped me of my ability to feel safe in relationship with people for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's so good too, because I mean, there, there's so many different cycles of abuse, mm-hmm. but I think emotions and, and like, and people think abuse, like, Oh, physical, but like emotions is right. just as big right. because it does something internally in you and like, not even in your mind, but like your heart and how right. you react. Right. Um, so going through that, you know, that relationship and, you know, looking back, you're probably thankful. Shoot, I'm glad I went through that mm-hmm. because now I know what's healthy and what's not healthy. For sure. Was there any season in college that you believed anything else that, that you look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, that held you back, Grace, like if you only knew? Hmm. I think this is just coming to mind as you were asking that, but I think uh, without really knowing, I allowed myself to believe that I couldn't stand on my own apart from mm-hmm. my parents. Gotcha. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm still trying to unpack that, unpack that. And mm-hmm. I think that the unpacking process is really just part of, you know, being an adult and living on your own and yeah. trying to establish who you are and all that. But I was, I was really afraid of, of the world outside of, mom and dad for a while mm-hmm. just, well probably because you were so used to it and being in that environment yeah. for so long it's really all you know right. and then when you step out it's like you're not really prepared and you don't you're you're out of your element you're out of your environment right. so I totally relate to that too right. and it's hard I mean this generation I've noticed too like people stay at home um you know living with their parents longer now mm-hmm. things are so expensive so like it is very different now but I mean, when you're in something, like I said earlier, for so long, it just becomes norm. Mm -hmm. It's when you get out that you realize things, you know? So if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would just be like, Grace, don't be afraid. Like, you're going to, you're going to find your footing at some point, you know? Yeah. No, that's good. Um, If you were standing on a stage and speaking to a ton of high school students, which you know, you do small groups and connect groups with high school students. And that's amazing. I absolutely love student ministry. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting or standing on stage, what are three things that you would encourage girls when it comes to lies? So whether that's, you know, lies of identity, lies of words, or what are three things you would, you would encourage them? Or it could be points or whatever, but what are three things that you would say, hey, like, you know, be aware of this, or I encourage you to do this, this helped for me. I think uh, number one would don't be afraid to spend time with yourself. When you spend time with yourself, you learn all those special things that God, I think, created you with and instilled you with. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I remember encouraging one of my students not long ago to be able to do that. Like not, not all my students are super excited about journaling all the time, but I always tell them like, don't be afraid to, to sit in the quiet by yourself. It, it teaches you a lot. Um, so sit in the quiet, get to know who you are. Um, start practicing now the reality that you can't accept responsibility for how everybody else is going to feel about you. Mm -hmm. That is something that I wish that somebody had told me that when I was in high school or really when I was in college, since that's when my growth really started is this, this idea that like grace, even if you have to say something tough to somebody, there's absolutely no way that you can control how they're going to respond or how they're going to feel based on what you say. Now, of course, yeah, that means that, good. that you can take care with how you deliver your words and how you confront a problem or whatever. But at the end of the day, all you can re- be responsible for is your thoughts, your emotions, your words, and your actions. Yeah, that's good. Um, going back to, like, words and emotions, too, I know I've chatted with, like, a lot of girls, too, and um, I, I feel like... I don't know, like, our our society is very, like, social media, you know, mm-hmm. you put on this front, you, this picture that doesn't even look like you, you know, right. all these likes and these followers is all about push, push, push identity, identity, identity. And, like, back in the day, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have social media, so, like, back in the day, it was, like, who you are affected who you are, really. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like, what you bring to the table or what you put on is who you are. So I think in this generation, like, words are so strong and people don't realize it, like what is said or commented Mm -hmm. or texted or over the phone. Um, That's like a big struggle with girls in this generation when it comes to lies, because, you know, like I've talked with so many girls who just see a picture of another girl that's like, yeah, she's pretty and she's curvy or has a lot of likes, but like boom and immediately it's just like they compare themselves and they don't even have a conversation with this girl. It's just like all image. Right. So and you and you work with high school girls too, so I'm here. I'm sure you hear stories too. What is something you could encourage girls with who are listening to this podcast when it comes to lies of identity? You know, because you walk through that as well. What is something that you know, even if you are girls that you encourage at your student ministry? What is something that y'all talked about to just kind of help them not believe all the lies of who you have to feel like you have to be, but it's really not who you are, right? Something that I tell my students, something that I tell my own friends who are my age and older than me is at the end of the day, you have to be able to be happy with you Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you're the one that's stuck inside your head. You're the one that Mm -hmm. has the heart beating in your chest. So do everything that you can to make sure that those things are set right at the end of the day. Like those things can't depend on how somebody else feels or how somebody else looks or how you look compared to somebody else. Cause every single person was made. We had a a fill in student pastor over the last year who was like really great at giving all the students these one liners that they could hold on to. And he always used to tell them you're created on purpose, by purpose and for a purpose. For a purpose. I've heard of that. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. Like no two people are created the same. And I think, thank God for that. So get to know who you are and get to know who 
your identity is in Christ. Don't put it in any accomplishments. Like I always saw the athletes at our high school group, just like you can always point them out. I always saw them in college too. You can tell like their lives would probably be over if they suddenly couldn't play their sport anymore. Like there's always a huge transition stage when an athlete retires or when it's, you know, suddenly taken from them. Don't put your identity in your accomplishments or in your talents or anything. Just Put it in the fact that God created you for a purpose, even if right now you don't know what that purpose is and take. Yeah. Or even if it's different than anybody else. Right. Because that's, that's a given. Like your, your journey is going to be completely different from everyone else's and that's okay. Like there's, I think there's more beauty in the differences in life than there are in the similarities. And it's yeah, not, it's not something good. to feel unworthy about. I understand that a lot of people still will. I still do sometimes, but the truth is I still believe that God created me for a purpose and that mm-hmm. purpose is always coming more and more into view and becoming more and more clear. And I just enjoy the journey as much as I possibly can to get to that clarity. Yeah. I heard something the other like a week or two ago and I wrote it down and then I put it as like a background on my phone. And it was just like walking with God is like a journey. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. And so I think for so long we have this mindset that, oh, we have to have, you know, college is great. Career is great. Goals right. are great. I'm, I'm a very ambitious woman. I've got a lot of goals. But at the same time, like we can't have this mindset that we got to do ABCD, EFG, boom, we're done. Life's over. Right. It's like, you know, every day's a journey. It's almost like we're on this path and there's going to be different routes, a stop sign. You're going to go left. You're going to go right. It's not, life is not just a straight road. And so I think if we have the mindset of, you know, like this is a journey we're walking out, we're going to fail. We're going to get back up. You know, it's going to be different than the girl walking on a path next to us, but it's process. Mm -hmm. And so just to encourage you girls, like don't overstress it or think like, oh my gosh, everything has to be perfect you know, things are going to work itself out. And I do believe that there are divine moments that God, you know, allows things to stop, allows things to go reroute. Absolutely. Um, and I, I've come to the conclusion over the last few years after experiencing some really hard things that mm-hmm. there are some pieces of growth in your journey that will only come through the difficulty. Like you will, you will mm-hmm. never be able to outrun the difficulty. So don't be, don't be right. afraid of it. Like, just keep on yeah. walking, keep on taking another step in your journey, because even if you hit a roadblock, God's still going to find a way to use that for something that he, he wasn't going to use anything else for. Like he had a set lesson that he yeah. wanted to teach you and that's the tool that he used to teach it to you. And like, yeah, so much time will pass after that. And you'll be, you'll look back and you'll think, I'm really grateful that that happened. Like I, yeah terrible relationships in my life but I'm still thankful that they happened yeah same (laughs) same I have a list I feel like the hardest seasons honestly I look back and man I feel like I've been through so much I mean Mm -hmm. everybody has but I feel like my seasons were just rough right but I look back now and I'm like oh my gosh if I wouldn't have walked through that relationship or that marriage or that friendship or that season in sports or just you know that horrible job Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have learned, like, I don't think things would have lined up to where they are today. Same. Because each season and each thing that I walk through taught me so much, but it also taught me what not to do. 
So it's like, even though I went through rough relationships and I did nothing wrong, it taught me what I did not want. Or even though I worked for companies that were horrible to me, like when I build a business, I'm not, I'm going to know what not to do. So like, there's always blessings and the outcome is always, you know, going to be blessed if you just like, because the truth is we're going to walk through things. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to, just because you sign up to be a Christian and walk with God doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. It's going to be harder. Exactly. (laughs) Let's just be real. It's, (laughs) it's actually a lot harder because you have like all these reroutes and you have to trust the process, which is faith is hard, man. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, but the, but the beautiful thing about it, there's always grace. And when you come out, you know, you're a lot stronger and you just learn a lot, especially when you go through those hard moments. I totally can relate to what you have to say. Um, closing our podcast, what is one thing you could end this with? First quote, song, what's kind of been going on in your life the past couple weeks that you could end us with an encouraging word? Oh my gosh. Um, not to put you on the spot, but it could be anything. I think the, something that's been encouraging me, um, it's so interesting. Like at the beginning of the year, I started a, um, I started a year long um, Bible plan, like on the Bible app. And mm-hmm. I just like today and the last couple of days, I've just been thinking like how appropriate that Proverbs is the book that I'm going through right now is everything right now around mm-hmm. us. And there's so much in Proverbs about like rejecting violence and being at peace with people and like really doing the hard things because like someone my dad yeah. my dad and I were talking about it yesterday and he he said something about people resort to violence because it's the hard thing to do and I said no it's actually like the easiest thing to do the harder thing to do is to yeah admit that you're wrong or to admit that you hurt somebody or whatever it may be so I've just kind of been ruminating on proverbs and today one of the verses um stood out to me let me let me try to find it really quick no worries. It's Proverbs ten seventeen. It says, he who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. And I think that's so good. I think that for the moment in history that we're all living in, I think that it will serve us well if we're all willing to unlearn all the things that we learned without really knowing that we were learning them. And mm-hmm. laying down those supposed truths in order to accept harder truths and learn new ways to bridge the gap with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's good. No, I love that. And it's such a perfect word just for the time that we're in because we are in such a weird time right now in mm-hmm. this world with all the riots and right. quarantine and just everybody's just hurt and angry and also trying to walk it out yeah. so so much emotional energy that. happening <laughs> so <laughs> so much I don't even turn the tv on anymore because I'm just like okay I, I look on Instagram every day and stories are crazy right. and I'm just like okay I can't even watch Instagram stories anymore right. pictures are blown up on social media I'm like okay I can't even do can't watch the news I'm like all right maybe I should just not do social media yeah. or news just, just take a day it's so much <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I just need a day to process because it's so much negativity out there and just emotions. And and I support, you know, a lot of things out there and the rights that they're fighting for. But at the same time, it's like, 
you have to be really careful with what you allow attached to you. Right. And it, because, it's hard to, you know, it's it hard to reconcile part of you. what you're seeing with what, or at least for yeah. me, it's hard to reconcile what I'm seeing with what I'm reading in the Bible and what I'm feeling inside my own body. And I'm just like, time. We all need some time to just process and breathe and learn how to yeah. be just a little bit more merciful with each other. And use wisdom right. every single day with who we talk to, what we say, what we post. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much just for sharing your heart. Yeah. And I'm just believing the best for you, especially in student ministry. And you're, I'm just believing the best for you when it comes to relationships, because that's such a unique um, gift and heart to have, um, because this generation, you know, surely needs it. And, you know, we don't talk about the nitty gritty things mm-hmm. enough, especially, you know, exactly. at church or in the in the world. So that's cool that you're stepping up the plate to to speak on that. And I'm just believing the best for you. And he's going to use you to do big things because that that's a need. Thank you. And not a lot of people have the boldness to talk about it, you know, but that's why we do the Hurt Podcast because we talk about the things that are real and raw because it needs to be talked about. Otherwise, we'll never, you know, get healed from it exactly. and be able to grow. Exactly. But girls, make sure you follow Grace on Instagram. I'll make sure to post all of her stuff um, on Instagram. Follow her brand as well. She's doing awesome things. And Grace, thanks for speaking on the Her Podcast today. Love your heart. Thank you. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing. Thank so you good for to having have you. me. I really enjoyed this. It was it was good to actually like hear my mission coming out of my mouth for the yeah for first time in a while at least been taking a break (laughs) yeah no that's good yeah no that's good the best is yet to come for you and thank you for speaking on her her podcast and um we look forward to this new series that we're going to be talking about called pretty little liars every single week so ladies stay 